Can I say, if you're going to get out of the judgment that's coming down on this world, God only made one door. He made it one door to get out of the judgment that's going to fall on this world one day. And it's good for all. No matter what race you are, no matter how rich you are, how poor you are, it, it doesn't matter. It's good for all. This door is made for everyone this morning. It's good for the young. It's good for the old. It's good for those who are healthy. And it's good for those who are not. Those for those who are good looking and those who are not too. It's not a Methodist way. It's not a Baptist way. It's not a Presbyterian way. It's not a Buddha way. It's not a Muslim way. It's not a Mormon way. It is the only way that you can get into this ark. And it's the Bible way. Jesus said, I am the, the way, I am the truth, the, the life, and no man cometh the Father but by me. Jesus said, I am the door. There is no other door. He says, if anybody climbs up another way, the same is like a thief and a robber. If you want to get to heaven, you've got to come through Jesus Christ. There's no other way. If you don't come his way, you have a ticket straight to hell this morning. To the lake of fire this morning. Without God for all eternity. You have to enter into the door this morning. We, we see the description of the ark, but we also see the drawing of the ark. In verse 1, and the Lord said unto the door, Come thou and thy house into the ark. Every modern version of this scripture says the, uni, the uh, NIV and, and the NLT and the ESV, they all say, every one of them have changed it. When God says, come thou into the ark, they change it said, go into the ark. I don't know about you, but I look at this. Uh, there is a big difference from somebody saying, uh, go in or come in. Uh, if you ring my doorbell at my house, uh, I'll say, come in. If I'm on the inside, I'll say, come on in. Uh, but if I'm on the outside uh, with the house of you, uh, and you said there, uh, I'll say, why don't you just go in? It's a big difference from come in and go in this morning. I'm so God, glad that God said, come in. Uh, God God didn't say, hey, go in. God says, come in. The reason why he said, come in, I know what's ahead of you. I know what you're going to face, uh, and I'm going to ride it out with you, Noah. Aren't you glad that God said, come in? He didn't say, go in. They, they changed the word of God today. I like the fact that he said, come. That, that means the work is done. Noah, the work is finished. It is time to put your tools down. It's all done. All you have to do is show up. Because it's all done, Noah. Can I say that's all you got to do this morning? The work has already been done. The work is finished. Jesus hung on the cross and he said, it is finished. 
You ain't got to add to it. You cannot take away from it. You can't put your own good works in. Uh, you can't put your baptism in and your church membership in. Uh, all you have to do is show up. Just respond to the call of God. Come to that still, small voice of God. When He's talking to you, He says, Come unto me, all you the heavy laden burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Ye shall find rest for your souls. You ain't got to be rich. You ain't got to be important. You ain't got to clean yourself up. You don't have to try to get stuff out of your life. Just come as you are. Come with all your baggage. Come with all your sins. Come with all your scars. Come with all your messed up lives. And Christ will take you just as you are. We see the description here, then we see the drawing there, but I really want to get to that door this morning. That, that intrigued me, this door this morning. Uh, notice verse 1, God calls Noah into the ark. Verse 4, for seven days I will cause it to rain upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. Verse 7 says, reminds us that Noah went in his sons and his son's wife. But watch verse number 10. It came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. God does not shut that door until verse 16. The strong implication of the scriptures that I read to you this morning that God had left the door open for seven days. God had opened the door of mercy and said, I'm going to leave it open for seven days. Anybody that wants to, here, here's your opportunity. It's your chance. Anybody cares enough about the message that sees the need to get out of this storm that is coming, the door is wide open. All you have to do is respond. All you have to do is come in. So I'd like to preach on this morning the thought. The door is still open. The door is still open. You say, well, I've gone too far and messed up. I've messed up bad in my life. The door is still open. How do you know the door is still open? How do you know that door to that is still open? Can I tell you this? Because the church is still here. The door is still open because the church is still here. We're still preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're telling the world about Jesus Christ. The door is still open this morning. We're holding up the blood-stained banner of the cross. That means the door is still open. It's open for the Jews, the Gentiles, bond and free, rich or poor. They just want to come in. Just come in. Get in Christ this morning, I beg of you this morning. The door is wide open. You don't have to do anything but to, to open it. You don't have to knock on it. The door was open at Calvary. You look at that door. You, you look at all the doors we see around here. 
And when you look at that door, there's three things about that door I want you to see this morning. Each and every one of the doors you see, if you look at the ones back there, ones on the side here, each one of them's got three hinges. That means the door can open wide. That means the door can be shut. God says, I put a door on the cross of Calvary. It's on three hinges. It's there right there for you and I to see. It is there. That door's been opened wide. It's swinging wide for you and I to come inside. He says, hey, the door was open at cross of Calvary. Why don't you just come on in? Because it's open wide for you this morning. All you got to do is go through the door. God hung the door on the cross of Calvary. Are you in this morning? If you're not, what are you waiting on? Your door is open. And he bids to come. Work has been done. The price has been paid. It's all finished. Just come. Just come. There's three things about this door I want you to see this morning that may help you out this morning. It'll help us, and I I know it'll help you. First of all, we see the long-suffering of Christ in this door. What's the long-suffering God? Why, Why would he keep the door open for seven days more? When he called Noah and his family to come inside the ark, thank God for his long suffering. God this morning is a modern day uh, Bible has changed two very important scriptures in the Bible. The passages from long suffering to patience. There's a big difference between being patient and then long suffering. First Peter chapter 3 verse 20. Once the long suffering of God waited on Noah in the days of Noah. Second Peter chapter 3, the Lord is not slack concerning the promise, as some man counts slackness, but is long-suffering to us all, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Patient. Most people understand patience. I know the men here can understand patience if you've got a wife. Your wife takes you out to shop. Thank God they're starting to put the benches back in Walmart. So I can just sit down and just have patience. Why do you have patience? There ain't nothing, nothing wrong yet until you get the bill. When you see how much, whoa, 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 yeah. that, That's patience. Waiting patiently on your wife to finish shopping. Long-suffering is, listen to me, long-suffering is when you deserve the wrath of God, you deserve damnation, and God says, Hi, I'm not going to give it to you yet. I'm going to hold off on it. I'm going to give you a period of grace. I'm going to give you a period of mercy. I'm not going to give you what you deserve. That's long-suffering. Thank God for long-suffering this morning. Amen. God's long-suffering. If we're up in God's long-suffering, where would you be at this morning? I know where I would be at. If it wasn't for God's long suffering, I'd be in a ditch or I'd be in hell. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5, the Bible said this about the days of Noah. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And every imagination of thought in his heart was always on evil continually. 
And it repented the Lord that he had made man on earth. And it grieved him at his heart. These people was always thinking about evil. Their mind was on evil. The heart was on evil. They were shaking their fists to the face of God. Noah had preached righteousness and mocked Noah. Noah didn't want to hear nothing about it. God, God had every right as soon as Noah stepped inside of that ark. God had every right to shut that door and let the water just drop right then on and right then and there. God had every right to do that. But because of the long-suffering of God and the mercy of God and the grace of God, the door stood open for seven days. What of the world you think we're living in today? Look at the society that we face today. All the evilness in the world today. There's so much filth and wickedness everywhere you turn, on every corner. The devil's tried to hide for years and years and tried to hide it behind society. But now the devil is just marching down the streets and showing the world what they can do. It's on every corner around the streets. And can I say this? Not only is it in our world today, in our churches today, we've got Satan running amok. You say, preacher, why don't God just go ahead and lower the bone on them? Why don't God bring down the judgment? I'll tell you why. Because he's a gracious God. He's a long-suffering God. He's a merciful God. And God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. I know if we were in charge, I know if I was in charge, I'd think about this all the time. If I was in charge, there'd be some fire falling down. It, there, there would have been some judgment passed right off the bat. I wouldn't have gave you a second chance. I wouldn't have thought about it. And if we'd be honest, y'all were the same way. We want to bring judgment right down on them. Right, Somebody cut you off. Lord, get them. We do that. That's, that's us. Thank God I'm not in charge. Thank God you're not in charge. Amen. Thank God God is in charge. He's long-suffering. He's merciful. He's gracious. He says, I'll wait. I'll give you a space of grace and time to come into the door. You can look back down your life. You can see the times that God was long-suffering in your life. If it hadn't been for God, you'd be in hell this morning. Some of your friends are already there. But here you sit with Jesus in your heart, a Bible in your lap, and a song in your mind. Born again. What caused that? It's the long-suffering of God giving you that time to understand. Keeping that door open so you can come running in. Holding that door open long enough that you come running in doing this morning. But yet, Noah and his family was on the inside. There are other people on the other side. They're on the outside mocking Noah, mocking God, living their sins, living their filth. 
God said a little longer. He was not willing for any of them to go that way. But if they go that way, it's their choice. But I'm going to leave the door open for seven days. It's God's long suffering. God sent me to tell you this morning, the door is still open. People come to church. They say, man, them people in church, they've been saved all their lives. Uh, they've been in church all their lives. I have to beg the difference with you. Uh, there are people here today uh, that God had to go to the bars and drag them out of the bars to get them on the pews in the church. Uh, there's people here that was living out in the world, the filth and the muck, uh, that God had to go in uh, and drag them out of the heat pile that we're in. Uh, I'm telling you what, God went down deep to get me. He pulled me out of that mire. He pulled me out of that pit. I was heading to hell. God reached down because of long suffering and the door was still open and I realized I need to run through the door. God knows where to get you at. And they don't want to be a part of the church because they think that everybody's so good. None of us, none of us are good. None of us are perfect. If you're sitting here thinking you are perfect, you better get the altar quick because <laughs> ain't none of us perfect. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. That's all I am. And I'm thanking God for his long suffering that he said, hey, I'm going to hold the door open long enough for me to get a hold of you and you can run through the door this morning. The door is still open this morning. I have to be honest with you sometimes. I have to repent often. Like I said, there there's sometimes I just say, Lord, won't you just go ahead and take them? Get them out of here. Won't you get rid of them? And God reminds me of his long suffering. God had every right to just take Noah when he walked through the door. As soon as he stepped his foot on the door inside the ark, shut the door, and nobody had a chance and pulled the rain down and it was over with. But he said there's other people on the outside. There's other people. And I'm reminded of my family that's lost and undone, dying and going to hell. I'm reminded that if I don't say something, if I don't do something, hell will be their home. Lord, Lord I, I need your help. Help me to get a hold of them. Help me to reach them. I have to repent, Lord. I, I, I don't want it to come quickly because I'm trying to get my family in. I'm trying to get my loved ones in. I, I, I want to see them in the ark, the safety. I want to see them in Christ. But Lord, if they do not choose to go that way, it's their choice. The reason why God did that, he says, on that day of judgment, you cannot stand before God and says, you didn't give me a chance. You didn't tell me about it. No, I gave you seven days of grace. Seven days of mercy. Seven days of long suffering. You had the chance. Can I tell you this morning, every one of us here this morning has got a chance to get in. If you walk out the door, don't get in and die today. Don't point your finger at God says you didn't give me a chance. 
Here's your opportunity. Get in. Because judgment is coming. Wrath is coming. I, I get, y'all know how my mind is. I'm, don't say it. I, I get these mental visions of things when I read the Bible. I get these mental pictures of what's going on at that time frame. And, and I see Noah when God says, come thou in. And, and Noah walks over and all the animals in, his family in, and Noah's last one in. And, and Noah steps inside the ark. But the door's not closed. But I see Noah standing on this side of the ark of the door said, Hey! It won't be long now. Come on in. Come on in. It won't be long. Judgment is coming. He preached it for 120 years. Judgment is coming. And I'm telling you, judgment is coming. And I see those on the outside mocking him. Shaking their fist at God. But I see somebody walking up to the door and going, Come on in. No, I, I just want to check it out. I don't want to check it out. I want to see what it looks like. There's somebody behind me. Hey, you're going to join that crowd? No, no, I'm not joining this crowd. I'm not going to join up with them. I just wanted to see what it looked like. See, that's the problem with a lot of us. We just want to see what it looked like. We don't want to join up. We don't want to get in close. We see the long-suffering of God. And thank God for His long-suffering. Then we see the lingering of the people. Every day they linger around after Noah and his family walked in the door. It was a slap in the face of God. Of His long-suffering, of His mercy and of His grace. You, they say, I'm just living my life. I'm not making any choices that you already made a choice. You made a choice when you said, I'm not getting in today. You made a choice. Every day that you linger outside the grace of God, every day that you are presuming on the God's grace and mercy, you're shaking your fist in the face of God. And He's giving you chance after chance after chance. Here's the closing, getting in. See, the problem is we don't want to face the ridicule that people gives us. Oh, you're part of that crowd down there. That preacher's a nut down there. Why would you go down there and listen to that nut? All it is is rant and rave, shout and spit everywhere. Sit on the back pew. Why, why would you want to join up with that bunch of people? They, they, they live by the Bible. They live by the Scriptures. They don't do anything else but what God said. Why would you do that? There's so much freedom in the world. Can I tell you there's freedom in the Spirit of God? Can I tell you? We are free will. That means I have a will to choose what I want to do. I can choose. I can get up on next Sunday morning and say... I ain't going to church. My choice. But my choice is going to cost me. Yep. 
<laughs> it's going to cost me. I, I can get up and deny God, don't read my Bible, don't pray. I can get up and make that choice, but it's going to cost me something. But I get up and come to church because I love it. I love the church. I love the Word of God. I find pleasure reading the Word of God. I find peace in reading the Word of God. I find joy in praying for those who need prayer. Why would you want to join up with a bunch of people like that? Because I love them. Because Christ loved them. He died for them. Amen. But the longer you linger around, the longer... These young people here, I'm telling you, they'll say this, well, I've got... I'm only 18 years old. I've got a whole life ahead of me. I invite you to walk through the cemetery with me. Death has no respect for a person, no matter what age. We lost a seven-year-old granddaughter. That whole life ahead of her. No. No. You're sitting here, well, I I, I want to live my life. I want to do the things I, I need to do. You're lingering. I still got things I like to do. I find the things I used to do I don't want to do no more. I find the things that I do now I never thought I would ever do. I never thought I'd ever preach. I never thought I'd stand up in front of church. But I find that it's not me, it's God that's in me that's causing me to do the things. Amen. But every time you linger, every, listen to me, listen to me. Every time you're sitting in church and the preacher gives the invitation, come, come, the door is still open, you linger and walk out the door. Well, I got next Sunday. I got next Sunday. For those that had next Sunday never came because you lingered. Lingering. You say, well, I'm saved, but I'm starting to feel coldness. Starting to get cold on God. I'm not where I used to be with God. I'm not on fire anymore. There's no feeling the presence of God in my life. I I, I don't read the Bible like I should. I don't pray like I should. I don't even tend the church like I should. I'm getting cold. Can I tell you the door is still open? The door is still open. Amen. But the longer you linger, the longer you put it off, you're shaking your fist in God's grace and mercy and long-suffering. said, hey, I'll wait. You know, I said the same thing when I was young. I used to go to church when I was a kid. I went to church for all the wrong reasons until I got grown. I found out there was only one reason to go to church. I used to the same thing. I was not interested in church, didn't interested in preaching, didn't want to hear nothing. I, my agenda was not the church. I wasn't saved. I was just going to church, just going to church. Finally, I got out of church and went around, and finally God moved, put us in a place, and I went to this little country church that had a revival, and God spoke to me. He said, come, come. The door's not going to be open long. 
overcome. And I realized that then, that I need to get right with God. I need to have Him in my life. I need to have God on me. And God said, come. And I came. I felt the presence of God. We see the, those are lingering. There, there are some lingering Christians here this morning. We see the locking of the door. There finally comes a day. Now listen to me. God is going to be done. He's going to be done with all his long suffering. God had watched them linger all the time. He's going to watch them to linger. And finally God said, enough's enough. That's all she wrote. Then the foundations of the great deep opened up and the rain started coming down and it didn't matter how much they wanted to get on the inside, they could not get inside. No matter how much they banged on the door, Noah, Noah, let me in. Noah's on the inside. I would if I could, but I can't. I didn't shut the door. God shut the door. Your time ran out. I, I would love to be able to open the door and let you in. But I can't. I can't. God's long suffering with you. You have lingered long enough. And God is getting ready to shut the door. There are going to be people standing before the judgment of God and they have no one to blame but themselves. Because God has been long-suffering. God was so merciful. All they did was keep on lingering. There's some of you who are lingering here today. Thinking you've got plenty of time. I have years ahead of me. I'm telling you, the door's going to shut someday. When's the door going to shut, preacher? I don't know. But I'm not going to take the chance for it to shut without me. You need to run to the door while it's still open this morning. The door of salvation is through Jesus Christ. It's still open this morning. All you have to do is come. All you have to do is come. You don't have to do anything to yourself. All you have to do is God has spoke to your heart and says, you know what, you're not in. You need to get in. You need to come this morning. If you're lost and undone, I, I am encouraging you. I'm begging you to come. Get in Christ this morning. If you're starting to drift away from God, you need to come and get back into God. You may be sitting here and God is on you and God is living you, but you've got loved ones that's living in the world that's dying and going to hell. Won't you come and petition God and beg for God on their behalf of God? Do something in their lives. Some of you are here because somebody begged God for you. Somebody got on their knees at the altar and prayed for you. Why don't you come?